Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce to you the hosts of the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast, Jesse and Joe. Episode 14, Games for Younger Children. Tonight we'll be talking about uh, games for younger children. But before we do that, what do we get in the mail? We got Crisis and we got Subatomic. And Crisis was from? It was a Kickstarter that supposedly we're, we were supposed to get in October. <laughs> yes, and that had uh, quite a few problems. Um, there were the shipments did not get out. Uh, I think actually the Germany shipments got sent to the U.S. and back to Germany. <laughs> so, oh, I remember you talking about this. I'm just glad to finally get the game. Yay! It's been sitting on the on the I don't know in the warehouse for how long? And I think uh, I think filler is finally getting sent out uh, no. across seas. I guess it's it's going to port. Woo-hoo! So that one was another one that was due in October. Okay. So, and then Subatomic, uh, that was an Amazon purchase from Genius Games. Okay. And they're a local company down in St. Louis. Local to the Midwest. Well, yes, Midwest. But um, I met them last year at Geekway, and they do some really awesome games that uh, bring some some learning into it and the science aspect. So it's games that I can really enjoy with the kids. If right. we can ever get our kids out here. Well, I mean, to, to get them into the science. You know, we've got two girls that are in middle school, so stuff like that's going to be more relevant to them. Okay. And is that all we got? I think that's all we got. We got some other non-gamer stuff in the mail this recently. So, moving on, what have we played? It's been a while. Oh, yes. Okay, so we played the Choose Your Own Adventure game. The okay. House of, or House, House of Danger, I believe. Yes. Did not go well. I think it went well. Well, we died like three times. Well, yeah, we got we got a few setbacks, if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun game. It's um, you're basically just doing a choose your own adventure book, but there's a board involved, so, and it's something you can do together with our kids. Yeah, I think if we would actually not had like a time restriction because we were kind of playing against the clock with dinner right, and bedtime. So yeah. we were kind of playing against the clock on that one. So I think if we would have maybe started it earlier or at a different time, it probably would have gone over a little bit better. Agreed. And then we played a game of Reef with Eknum. Oh, yeah. What did you think of that? I liked it. However, it's not one of those games that I feel like we have to own. Okay. I enjoyed it. Um, I would play it again, but I don't feel like it's one of those games that I that we would get our money worth if we owned it. Right. I think it's a quick filler game. It is, but we have plenty of those. Yeah. Uh, and then we played a game of Gizmos with Ectum. What did you think of that one? That one was fun. I would definitely like to play that one again with the right amount of, like, colored marbles. It's, right. It's not Ectum's fault. It was 
you know, he had too many of a certain color, and that was just something that was a little mishap. So he's working on getting the right color number. Yes, he was shorted a certain color of marbles in his game, but we still played it, and it played fine. It did. It was just a little harder to get that certain color because they weren't coming out. Yep, and then we played a few games of Space Park. Space Park. That one's just, I, I can't elaborate enough on how beautiful the artwork is. Yeah. That's really what catches me is the the 60s sci-fi right. uh, artwork in it. So. And I think it was you that pointed out on one of the, the game boards. It actually says like Yeah, the, it has a date on 1959, it. 1959, I think it said. Yeah. Uh, we played a game with Ekna with that, and then we also played with uh, John Thornton. You played, and then I came, and we all played again. Yes. Um, see, then we played, uh, well, I did, <laughs> a game of Terraforming Mars. Lit. And that was, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the game. It's just I have not played that game in about two years. Right. And then getting thrown into the game with a bunch of expansions mm -hmm. just was, it was a long game. <laughs> so. And see, I can't really play the long games because I need those kind of shorter games. Yeah, what do we, we played like five hours. I don't didn't know. Didn't we? No, maybe. See, we played from two o'clock? Two or three, I think. And it was... Till seven. Yeah. Oh, it was probably like 7, 7.30. I would say at least four-hour game is what we played. Yeah. Uh, today, I played uh, Turia, which is a beautiful, beautiful game. Um, has this awesome component of these castles on each each of the four corners of the board. Mm -hmm. And every turn, you go to a location uh, determined by whatever colors or locations are facing you on these castles. If you do one of the locations, you turn whatever castle that you did the location at. So you turn that castle. So the next player that goes would have different options. Okay. Um, after that, we played Luxor, which is an Egyptian-type game. Um, you are trying to get your explorers to the center of the pyramid and be the first one to get one of the two sarcophagi. And uh, it's really, really fun game. Cool mechanics in it. Very, very well done. And then we followed that up with uh, a game called Bali, which is a card game. Um, very interesting. All three games were just very, very interesting components and game mechanics. So um, very distinct on their own parts. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed each one of them uh, quite a bit. So I think... Um, the first one you talked about would be a lot Turia? Inter more interesting. Or not more interesting. It would be a completely different game if you played it with four people. Oh, that, right? that's really to be said with all four or all three of those games. Okay. Um, they they played great with two people. Yeah, I'm not saying they didn't. But with four people, it would greatly change the game. And, and I, I would really like to try that out. Well, like, even when we played Space Park with Ethnum and then we were 
played it with John, it was completely different than when you and I played. Right. So that's all we played? That's all we played? Yep. And tomorrow we are going to have a superhero game day. Superheroes. So we'll see who all comes over for that. Um, Were there any games that you wanted to get to the table tomorrow? I would love to get Sentinels Multiverse to the table. Okay. Uh, that is one that I've had for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I've never played it. Okay. So I would love to play that. Um, Marvel Code Names. Um, I would like to get Marvel Legendary to the table. I think I have a good chance of getting uh, Marvel Phase 10 Legendary to the table because there's not a whole lot to it. Mm-hmm. So and then I haven't I haven't finished all of the the Marvel Legendary reboxing, so I still have two big expansions to put in there, and then I'm working on the Champions expansion right now. So I think Amanda might be up for Phase 10. Okay, uh, it, it plays six players if I remember right. Yeah. So. Uh, I would love to get a game of that. Um, I would also like to get a game of X-Men Mutant Revolution. Uh, that, I believe, is four players. I played it once before. It's a really cool game. I believe it's by WizKids. And uh, you have these four painted miniatures that are your team leaders. And then you are recruiting mutants into your teams. So uh, that. Those are the kind of the ones I would like to play. Wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind playing any of the other games. Uh, I've got so many superhero games. <laughs> Lots to choose from. There's not a shortness of those in our house. And and there's a good chance we might be streaming one of the tables tomorrow uh, as well. On YouTube. So yes, we're gonna try that out. We're gonna try our hand in in streaming. Yep. So, okay. Um. Okay. Let's get let's get into uh, the games. Well, first of all, why should you be playing games with younger kids? Like, we're talking six and under. That's what my goal was. I think uh, the, really the, the most important thing is to teach them that interaction um, with other people because it's kind of lost anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, also, the, the, you know, the, the thinking parts, the coordination, um, the strategy. It's just making them think and it's, it's making them develop. So, I mean, Kathleen was out here today and, and she was teaching me how to play silly shenanigans. So she had it all set up and everything. She doesn't know how to play that. Well, she had it set up. So she... I'm not saying she doesn't know how. We just haven't taught it to her because it's one of our... Um, I'll go into more detail on that one because it's on our list. Right. But I think... She I, did have it set up correctly, though. It doesn't, doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. But I think it's very important to teach kids. You know, you posted a video to... I can't remember if it was our, our group page or if it was the actual Facebook page of Kathleen when she was probably, what, 16 months old? And she was playing... Um, Hungry Bear, the have a Hungry Bear game. Yes. And granted, she wasn't, you know, playing it like it was supposed to be played, but it was very much she was using her fine motor to feed the bears, even though she wasn't eating the spoon. She was just 
She's still taking those little pieces up of food and sticking them in the bear's mouth. Yep. And she loved it. She loved it. And so that is one of the reasons why I think it's great to get these younger kids in is because it's another way for them to learn these great fine motor mechanics and, you know, like you said, strategy and the patience of waiting for their turn. Yeah. Yep. There's a picture on my Instagram of Kathleen just waiting so patiently when we played Tiny Park. Yep. She was just sitting there so nice and waiting and, you know, for a four-year-old to sit there and wait for her turn, that is amazing. So let's get into our first game. And like, like I said, these are all six and under. Correct. Anything that is six and under, I put it on our list of games. And, and there's kids. there's more games out there. This is just games that we own. These are just games in our collection. I went to Joe's Board Game Geek account, and I went through all a hundred, like one thousand games. One thousand games. And I found, <laughs> and I'd forgotten about quite a few of these that we had in our collection. Is that because I have a problem? No, you don't have a problem. I just forgot about them. People would differ. Because we just, we don't pull them out regularly. It's true. Alright, so let's let's kick it off with Andale Andale. Yes, and this was our oldest, one of her favorites. Yes, and still is. Probably. Yes. So it's uh, for six years and older. It is a two to four player game. And what is the object of the game? Alright, players put down matches as they draw them. Uh, first to five matches wins. And you can trade, steal, and andale. Yep. And it's it's a card game, kind of like, uh, I don't know, Old Maid-ish? Goldfish or something? Yeah. Um, and it's Chihuahuas. <laughs> it's Chihuahuas. They're dressed up. they got goofy yep, little, outfits little outfits on. Little outfits, yeah. You know, and you want to make matches. And there's cards where you can trade with somebody, you can steal... And then, like the Andalay Andalay, you get to go through the discard pile as yeah. fast as you possibly can. Andalay. Andalay. Okay. So that's Andalay Andalay. The next one is Banana Party for ages five and up, two to four players. And what is this one? This is a 3D jungle game. Whoever collects the most bananas wins. Yes. Have we played this one yet? I don't. Believe so. No, this is this is back when I was selling games. I picked this one up because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and it's you know five and up, and it's three D. So I think that would be a great you know seller for kids to get them into the game. Yes. Uh, the next one is Brandon the Brave, and I got this one for James for his birthday mm -hmm. quite a while ago. Quite a while ago, it's for five and up, and it's for one to four players. And this is what I absolutely love about Hobby Games is that they can make most of the Hobbit games you can play by yourself. Yep, and this is a tile placement game. Mm -hmm. So, the uh, player who can skillfully place the field tiles next to one another will win. Uh, it is 
there's some strategy involved in this one, but it's it's kind of Carcassonne ish. Yeah, it gives you the Carcassonne vibes with. The there's style. little castles and fields, and, and I think there's a, a dragon involved. There's a, and a dragon. little knight, Brandon. And a knight, <laughs> and I think there's a princess too. So. The sure. next one is Bugs in the Kitchen, and that's six plus or six ages six and older, and two to four players. And that one, I really didn't write a description because that was a Ravensburger game too. I believe. And that so. comes with the little the uh, hex bug. Yes, the hex bug. Yep. Which yep. Tom really likes. Really. He has a tattoo of a hex bug. No. Yes, he does. Oh my. <laughs> okay, so basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to get keep this bug, I think you're trying to get out of the kitchen by playing certain cards and moving uh, things, I think they said silverware on the, in the box. Alright. So that is Bugs in the Kitchen. I think Kathleen would absolutely love that one. And I think, what did it say? It said five? Yeah. But... She's been playing games since she was little, so I think she would be able to get that, get that one. Get that. Get that. So next we have... Cha-cha-chihuahua. Okay, and you bought this one for our eldest because she absolutely loves chihuahuas. Oh, yeah, let's put it mildly. <laughs> How many chihuahuas did she have at one time? Like, 13? Oh, yeah, she has tons of them. I don't... Where did they all go? I got her all of the Taco Bell chihuahuas at one point. Yep, you found all of that like a flea market here yep. in town. She she loves chihuahuas, and I'm sure she still does. All right, so Cha Cha Chihuahua is for three and up, and this is a two to four player game. And what you're trying to do is um, you want to get the most chihuahuas to the dance floor. That's it. That's, That's all it. there is to it. That's all there is to it. It's a Chihuahua dancing game. Yep. It just looks really fun, and it's just one of those goofy little games. Chihuahuas that do the cha-cha. Yep. All right. Next one, Conezilla. We played this one quite a few times. We have, but we haven't gotten it out recently, and I really think we should because it's a great game. It is for six and up. I actually wouldn't play before I with this one. You did? Yeah. And it's um, two to four players, and what you're build what you're doing is you're building an ice cream cone for a ten scoops. Yep, but in numerical value, so you have to constantly increase your value. Yep, and that's what's great about this game is because it makes you pick up, you turn over an ice cream scoop, and you have to decide whether or not you want to put it on your ice cream. And if you decide, if you pick one up that is like, if you have a 3 on your ice cream cone, yep. and you pick up a 24, you have to decide if you want to keep that 24 or not, because I think the value only goes up to, like, 60? Uh, 49. 49. There we go. So, you have to decide whether you want that, that number or not, because you cannot put... If you have a 24 on there, you can't put a 23. You have to go higher. You have to go higher. And so that's what's great, because if you can't use the number, you have to put it back, and somebody else who has doesn't have any numbers between that, can be like, hey, I remember what number that is. You can right. use that one. I'm going to use it. So there's a memory-esque yep. and then the, version here. You, everyone starts out with a cone with one scoop on it already. So you just need nine more to add to that. And these scoops, they 
it's really cool. I mean, they're, they're cardboard. It looks like a scuba ice cream, and you're adding that to your, your cone, so you've got this towering cone of ice cream. Yeah, very well made. Um, sturdy, sturdy cardboard on that one. It survived. All right, so the next one is Evening in the Stable. And it's, it's two years and up, and it is one to four players, and our copy is starting to look a bit bad. Yeah, we've had it for a couple of years now. You got it for Kathleen before she was she turned two, and what this game is is you're basically trying to put all the baby animals to sleep. You have four different sections. And By lullabying them, not in an awful way. You roll a dice and you get to choose whether or not you put them to sleep. And if the rooster comes up, everybody has to say cock-a-doodle-doo and all the baby animals in that section wake up. How would they say cock-a-doodle-doo? I'm not going to do it. How would they do it? You do it. How would they do it? No. Be cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah, you have, to, you have to be very loud about this. Um, you have to wake them up. You have to wake them up. But the great thing about this is it's a hobby game, and like I said, ours is very bad because it's been very well loved. Very it has well, been very well loved. Very well played. The only thing that is not holding up well is the thing that sections it off. The hay bales. Yeah, because Kathleen tries to used to try to put this together herself. And just mashes it in there? Yep. Yeah. So she... Still pulls this one out regularly, and she will play her own little version, but she's playing. Yep. All right, what's the next one? Um, Feed the Kitty. Feed the Kitty. And we've had this one for a while. This is a four years and older game. It is two to five players, and basically the last one with any mice wins. Yeah, it's just a die-rolling game. James loves this game, or he used to. Yeah. Yep, you have two dice, roll the dice, and... Uh, you pass them. Yeah, you pass them, the take a mouse. You, you take yeah. them, you take one out of the bowl, you know... Steal mice. Yep. Yep, so, yeah, that one's really fun. Uh, next one is... First Orchard. This is another one that the box is looking bad, but the actual components are... Still well, and we borrowed this one out, so they came back in really rough shape. Mm -hmm. The box is all split up, and so needless to say, we don't really we don't borrow out many games anymore. <laughs> but anyways, this is another hobby game. This is um, two years and up, and it is one to four players. And Kathleen, like I said, this is another game that I think you got for her for her second birthday. I did. And she loves this game. Yes. The components are great. Oh, yeah. You get these big wooden fruit pieces. Yeah. And the dice is nice and, you know... Yep. Big chunky die. Big and chunky die. And you've got the, the crow that you have to basically put all the fruit in a basket. Yep. You're racing to get the fruit in the basket before the crow gets into the orchard. And the great thing about this one is it's color matching. Yeah. Very simple color matching. You know, you have green, red blue and yellow and that's all that's on the dice besides the crow and you have to color match them. Alright, next one is the funky chicken. This is for six years and older and it's three to six players and I will let you explain this one because I don't think I've ever played this one with all the right. kids. 
So it is um, you're, you're playing your deck of cards and you're trying to match them with the other players to be able to get rid of all of your cards. So it's like a handshake, a high five, fist bump, funky chicken. <laughs> so you, you have these different actions you have to do. And the first one to match all their cards with other players wins the game. Very simple. And, and it comes in a neoprene chicken bag. And then the next game we have is Happy Salmon. Happy Salmon. Same company. Same company. North same, Star Games. Same philosophy. It's six years and up. Three to six players. And yep. our kids really like this one. It's like so a handshake. Ha yeah, it's, uh, you get the handshake, the high five, the fist bump. You get the Happy Salmon, which is basically you're slapping your forearms around like salmon. <laughs> And you get the switcheroo, and it also comes in a neoprene fish bag. And there's yeah. two different colors, and somebody had to buy both. Was that you? Or well, see, and that thing is, if you buy both, they are different colored decks in there, so you can actually play more players. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I Here, see. I thought I was just being a dork by buying, oh, there's two different colors. Then I found out that there's two different sets of colors. So oh. you can you can play with even more players now. Okay. So, oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, the next one is Hiss. This is a four years and up. It is a two to five player, and I really think um, Kathleen would like this one. Yes, this is uh, Tiles as well. Mm -hmm. You form snakes. The player who has the most or longest wins. You're basically picking up tiles and you're trying to make the longest snake. It doesn't have to match colors. You're just trying to build the longest. Yes. Alright. Next, we next. have what? Hoagie. Ages five and up, two to five players. And this was a recent acquired Kickstarter, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep, you fight the Oogies and build the sandwich. Just a card game. Just a simple little card game. And then we have Kathleen's favorite, Hungry as a Bear. This is a two years and up. It is a one to three player game. And it is still fairly well intact. And yeah, we, I had fixed the bear once. The brim, the hat thing. Yeah. And basically, what you're doing is you're feeding the bear. You roll the dice, and whatever comes up, you have to feed the bear. And sometimes the bear spits up, and you have to clean it up. This but, is true. You know, it's great for fine motors, and once again, you're just matching colors. Great. Yep. And she really likes this next one, too. Mm -hmm. Little Bird, Big hun Hunger. And that's ages three and up, two to four players, uh, also by Haba. Um, and this one, you are... You're rolling the dice to try to match what your bird wants. You're trying to hatch the bird and then feed the bird, mm -hmm. make it bigger. Yep, and you yep. have certain little, like, seeds or worms or berries on your little bird card that you choose. And you're trying to collect those so you can grow your bird. Yep. Uh, next one is Lucky Dog's Dice. That's ages five and up, two to four players. Uh, and this is a cooperative game. So it's a push-your-luck. It encourages strategic thinking, work together to spell out Lucky Dog. So you have these bone cards. A little bit of roll for it uh, mechanics. So you have these, these bone cards, and each person has a set number of die, uh, dice that they have. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to complete these bones. So you might you have uh, four or six, I think it's six different uh, dice values on these bones and so you'll try to you'll roll your dice and then you'll place your 
your dice on these values. And once you complete the bone, you flip over the bone to find out what letter it is. And the first first one to spell lucky dog wins it for everybody. But if you run out of dice before you do that, everyone loses. So it's it's a very fun game. Have we played this? I don't feel like I've I have. Okay. I played it with the kids. Awesome. Next one is Magic Feathers, ages four and up, two to five players. Okay, so this is um, a memory with, you're basically playing memory with the twist. So if you match two things um, on the board, you have to take the feathers that is supplied with this, and you have to blow them onto the matches to claim the matches. <laughs> and this is another hava that the kids keep pulling out, and I, I want to get to the table so that they can play. I think this would be really fun, especially for the two little ones. Okay. Uh, next one is the Lucky Sock Dip. Ages four and up, two to six players. You collect five pairs of socks and grab the sock monster. This yep. is a hava game as well. It is. I don't have it over here in my pile. Okay. Lovely. Next one is Minuscule. Ages five and up, two to six players. Um, it is played over five rounds. Whoever has the most points wins. And this is just a very fun little game that we have. And we haven't played in a very long time. Um, you're basically kind of a little bit like get bit, but it's for younger kids. Okay. Next one is mix and match robbers. Ages four and up, two to four players. Um, this is a fast matching game. So, like real time that we're talking? Well, I just think it's whoever can get the most matches first. Alright. Uh, next one is Monkey's Gold. Ages 5 and up, 2 to 4 players. And this is another hollow game. You follow the you follow Pinky who drops gold. Whoever, oh, here's my question. What? Where's the brain? <laughs> that is an old 90s reference. Oh my god. We haven't even mentioned our other two things that we usually mention on our podcast. But back to the game. Yoink. Whoever <laughs> collects three gold coins wins. So this is another one that I don't... Yeah, we all got into the table because it's a little older for... Narf. <laughs> making noises over there. All right. Next one is Monster Mashup Lunchbox Edition. This is four and older. It is a two to four player. And um, a lab experiment gone wrong. The first player to mash up a complete monster wins. So basically what you're doing is you're playing Dr. Frankenstein. You're trying to put a complete body full of monsters together and it can be different colors, it can be different, you know, completely, you know, put an alligator head on a bare body, something like that. Blasphemy. So. There's a monster, there's a lunchbox edition, and there's just a regular box oh, edition. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, right, so we got Pingo Pingo, ages six and up, two to five players, by Yellow Games. It is. Yellow game. It is a yellow game. <laughs> and this one. What you, do you, do? You, had, 
You're trying to get the golden pineapple. Okay. And you have a suction cup gun. <laughs> I see that on there. And there's uh, there's theatrical music for it. Oh. And you're you're setting these these targets up, and you you're shooting. You're trying to get uh, you're trying to get the, the golden pineapple and these other artifacts. Okay. It's one we have not gotten to the table yet. Um, we'll see. I, I remember you getting this out and like, oh my god, there's a gun with fucking yeah, The gun, I believe, is a musket. It is a musket. It's called a pirate pistol on the back. Uh, sorry, pirate pistol. Well, you know, it's Raiders of the Golden Pineapple. Yes. There is a polar bear. <laughs> hey, polar bears are serious business. Oh, just looking at this book. Like a wild and crazy game, and I hit my mic. Wild and crazy game! Pingo, pingo. Alright, next one is Pizza Party. It's six, ages six and up, two players. Uh, now, so on this here, it's, it's a little dice game. You can get several of the Pizza Party games and add more players to this. Okay. That so that, that's, it says it right in the rules. So it's like a slice of pizza, is what the, the box looks like. Mm -hmm. And you could get however many you need, and have that many players. Okay. It's just each box comes with enough for two players. Yep. So it's a fast-paced dice-rolling game. Whoever gets a full pizza, six slices, wins. And what you're doing is the dice have the toppings on them. So mm -hmm. you're rolling your dice, kind of roll-for-it-esque. Um, you're trying to match these dice with the toppings that you need for the pizza slices. You match it, and then you, you score that pizza slice. The first one that scores six slices wins. So you're creating a pizza. Right. Gotcha. All right, next one is Princess Mina, ages four and up, two to four players. So this is another holiday game. You match the jewels to the cards, and whoever has the longest necklace wins. And I really think we should get this out for Kathleen. Oh, yeah, she would like this one. I think she would really, really like this one because she's very much into that princess. She made one of our friends wear um, a little princess crown. She's like, here, you get to be the princess now. There we go. Alright, next one is Shiverstone Castle. Four and up, and two to four players. Alright, this is a little hobble game, and it, it says it is a spooky memory game. The little ghosts have to prove today if they can scare the inhabitants of the castle with a loud boo. But only specific inhabitants... Oh, sorry. You scared me there. Maybe uh, scared. A little delay, delayed reaction there. Delayed reaction. I'm so scared. Whoever has good memory skills and can remember the most inhabitants will become the spooky master. And it comes with the cutest little ghost that you can play with. Oh, scary. Very scary. Very scary. So scared. So scared right now. Can you please hold me? Fuck it up. All right. Next one is Silly Shenanigans... Uh, hey, what's that restaurant with all the goofy stuff on the walls? Shenanigans. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, ages four and up, four players. What did you just do? I'm... Are you dropping games? I'm dropping Hobba Games. I'm winning Tower of Hobba Games over here. Drop it like it's hot. Silly Shenanigans is a crazy tactile memory game. In Toy Wonderland, the mischievous little sprite. Wipe everything, swipe everything in their reach. Wow, having trouble reading my phone today. 
Um, who wants to join them by collecting toys in different shapes and colors, but not so fast? You have to pay close attention to be able to see with your hands because the toys can be hidden in the bag or the spray case. Oh. Yes. Scary. And the reason Kathleen keeps taking her phone out is because it looks really, really fun. She likes all the pieces. She likes all the pieces, and the thing of it is, it says four, but I really think this is a very much older four, almost five-year-old. So I think she's probably good to go on this one now because she's about four and a half. All right. So. The next one is Sleepy Castle. Pages four and up, one to four players. Castle is an unusual memory game. All the castle residents are fast asleep and do not notice the nimble robbers sneaking around the wall. Only the twelve guardians of the legendary castle's treasure do not sleep, or perhaps they nap just for a moment. Whoever catches the two guards sleeping can steal the guarded treasure, but you have to be clever to manage it. So yes, this is another little cute little hobby game that, um, what is it, one, four. We have not gotten this one out. I'm not sure why. All right. Next one is SOS Sheep in Trouble, pages four and up, two to four players, or SOS Schoff in Not. Well, do you want to read the back because it's in German? It's in German. It's in German. Oh, here, let me, let me give you a... Uh, Little synopsis here. Hurrah! Nachdem de. <laughs> okay, I took two years of German in high school, and I don't even. I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to save. The That's sheep. weird. Uh, Haba is a German company, and the games are made in Germany. There we go. So sometimes they come in German. Rescue. Yep. You're trying to rescue sheep. It's old tile game. You're trying to rescue these little wooden sheep. And that's about it. Yep. So you're pretty much just trying to rescue the sheep. Rescue the sheep. That's probably why it says sheep in trouble. Mm -hmm. Or shop in knot. Because I wrote down the English version. Okay. Uh, next one is Space Planet, ages six and up, two to four players. A dice and discovery game. The this one looks fun. I want to play this one. Okay. Uh, the final frontier to space. And in the whoa, middle whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say space? The final frontier. Uh, no, because it's oh. copyrighted. This is the final frontier of space. Oh, so you didn't say space. The final frontier. <laughs> Only those who skillfully aim and roll the die into the right planet card will be able to score points at the end and collect the coveted Explorer stars. Ooh. Looks very cute. Got little aliens on the front. I like aliens. Yes. Alright, next one. Tiny Park. Ages five and up. Two to four players. What's Tiny Park? Tiny Park is a die rolling game. And you are building a park. So you are rolling your dice, 
and you are trying to match whatever you can for the symbols to get the attractions to add to your park. First okay. one to fill out your park wins the game. A little Petra S on this one. You have to plan accordingly. Yes. With this one. Um, next one is Treetop Trouble. Ages six and up, two to four players. Can I make some more noise with this game? Should. Okay. Shake it up. Shake it up. Um, this is another memory game about animals. Um, there's trouble in the treehouse. The inhabitants are everywhere but in their own apartment. <gasps> but now each of the animals wants to return to their own home as soon as possible. Only the one who carefully works out where each of his animals is staying and then skillfully swaps their pieces will be able to bring his big party friends home. Alright. Sounds like fun. The next one is Ooga Ooga. Ages five and up, two to four players. Are you ready to talk about Ooga Ooga, or are you still gawking at treetop trouble? I am, because on the front it says this game fosters concentration, first tactile consideration. All right. There's a lot of them that actually say that on the front cover. So let's go with Ooga Ooga. <laughs> it's in German. Wait, there's English right here. A prehistoric dice game. Absolutely starving and there's nothing to eat. So the two Stone Age hunters, Bone Breaker and Mammoth Man, oh, yeah. must go hunting right away. Each hunter takes a different path and encounters juicy, ju juicy mammoths, dangerous dinosaurs, and thick lizards. Ooh, thick lizards. That sounds very wrong. But we used to PG here at Everest Road. Um, but they also find useless bones. Who will help the two Stone Age hunters capture the spoils and snatch up most of the munch points? Alright. So the next one here is Ugly Doll Card Game. Ages 6 and up, 2 to 6 players. Turn over cards until you spot three matching uglies, claim the most ma most matches, and you win. Now, did I see that they're coming out with an ugly doll movie? Yup. Alright. And it looks very much based on the card game that we have. Okay. Uh, next one is Unicorn Glitter Lock. Where's Kathleen when we need Ages her? three and up, <laughs> two to four players. Uh, so you are... You have a unicorn, mm -hmm. and you are racing to the end, while well, racing to the end of the cloud. Cloud, you're, you're hopping from cloud to cloud. Yep, you're trying to race to the rainbow, right? The end, yes. yeah. Yes, and you're trying to get all these gems, and the first one to get to the end ends the game, and then you add up who's got the most gems. That's all there is to it. And Kathleen regularly wins at this game. Yes. Alright, so coming up, we've got tomorrow, we've got the Superhero Game Day. And we have a, uh, I don't know, kind of a, a dilemma, a question. We have two choices to do our, our Extra Life uh, location at. Mm -hmm. We can either do it at our place, which can fit comfortably 30 to 40 people if we open up the garage and put some tables out there. 
uh, or we have St. Michael's Parish and we can use the gym there. Yes, so they have a full kitchen, bathrooms, um, the climate controlled. Mm -hmm. So we have that option. So we need our listeners or whoever is going to participate in this to help us vote. Where do you want us to have it at? St. Michael's Parish, public location, um, or our house? There's pluses and minuses to both. Uh, there's more parking at St. Michael's, the parking lot versus yep. park on the street here. Um, I don't St. Know. Michael's, the bathrooms are literally here in the gym, and there's two doors to, there's one to the boys and one to the girls. However, here we would, the house would be off limits once we put our two youngest to bed. Right. And, there, you know, there are people that, that might have a problem with it being in church. Um, you know, if, if you obviously cannot put that aside and, and do something good for the kids, then okay. Right. You know, can't please everybody. You know, the tables are great. The chairs are semi-comfortable. They're not, you know, really, really bad. I've sat in Nobody's worse. falling asleep. <laughs> I've sat in worse, let me tell you. Um, you know, like I said, there's a kitchen right there, and you can use the kitchen. We were kind of planning on having, or I was planning on having a kids section either here, or we have a kids area here, yeah, yeah. and then having a kid area at St. Michael's, you know, with a movie, some fluffy items, and toys, you know, just, we're very family oriented here, and we like to take that wherever we go, because it's just who we are. We have six kids, it's part of us, and we try to accommodate accommodate that to our gamers. And we enjoy people bringing their kids as long as they are well-mannered and don't destroy things. Yeah. Break, break my collectibles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So that is the thing. I think everybody is kind of leaning towards St. Michael's, and in the end, I think that's going to be the best option. Right. So, but we would like your guys' input as well. So, um, still have about a week to get your entries in for the Harry Potter code names giveaway. So we will be announcing that on our beginning, end of January, beginning of February podcast. A Super Bowl podcast? Yes. So uh, for Super Bowl podcast, we will be announcing the winner of that. So uh, make sure you get your entries in. You know, if, if you want to stack the deck and get your friends' entries in there, go for it. Uh, or your wife's or whatever. Um, <laughs> just saying. If you, want, if you want a free game, we're going to send it out to you. It's still new in the shrink wrap, um, so it's just something to give back to our listeners. Or we'll hand deliver it. Yeah, if you're in the Sioux Falls area, we'll hand deliver it. If you're outside the Sioux Falls area, then we'll just ship it to you. So um, that about it for right now. Yep. Uh, keep keep staying tuned to uh, our podcast for more de details on the extra life stuff. Uh, 
this is something that we're going to talk about continuously, so hopefully it doesn't turn off too many people. Uh, but we, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, and um, I worked on our team page today, so you can go check that out. There's more information on there on you know why we're doing this, and you can join. doesn't matter if you're in the Falls area. You're more than welcome to join our team, and we want to, basically what we want to do is we want to help out in our community. If you want to, you know, make your own team and have an event in your area, just drop us a line and say, hey, you guys encouraged me to have an extra list in my area. You know, I know we have lots of listeners around yep. the U.S., and, you know, you don't necessarily have to be in our area to participate in this. Correct. So... That's about all I have. Mm-hmm. You good? I'm being Okay. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Jesse. Thank you for listening. Please follow us at Facebook, visit our Average Joe's Gaming podcast page, or join our Facebook group at Average Joe's Gaming. You may follow us on Instagram, Average Joe's Gaming, or Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. You may also join our Board Game Geek Guild at Average Joe's Gaming. You can listen to us on Google Play Music, Amazon TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you'd like to leave us a rating, please do so. Also, if you'd like to drop us a line, you may do so at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com. Thank you. <laughs>